The following episode is brought to you uninterrupted by Clock Shelves Entertainment's sister show, Paul and All. If you love me, your voice of choice, Paul Casey, talking with these various folks about Buffy the Vampire Slayer here on Buffyverse and Converse, you will absolutely love Paul and All, where we talk about a wide variety of subjects. Go check it out right now. They are the sponsor. We are the sponsor of this episode. Bringing it to you uninterrupted. to a very special edition of Buffyverse and Converse, uh, and I'm going to alert you all before we really get officially, officially started with the episode. Um, we are recording in a completely different place today, so the audio quality is going to be as good as we can get, but we do apologize, of course, for any background noise, things like that. Um, but I'm going to introduce, starting at my left and go around, uh, Ruth... Amanda, Lisa, Bill, and James, and we're all in person for the very first time. Say hello, hello everyone. Hi. Hi. Hello. hello. Uh, I am super excited. Uh, we decided to do something a little special for the episodes, Surprise and Innocence. We're going to be talking about the two episodes together, once again, just like we did for uh, What's My Line, parts one and two. And... Um, I feel like I am setting myself up for future failure here, folks, because um, for the previous two-part episode that we did, I had uh, 14 fantastic facts, and this time I believe my count is up to 24 okay. fantastic facts. So, uh, <laughs> right. so I'm going to drive around the block a couple of times. I'll come back. <laughs> so I'm going to run through these really quickly. I do have them separated by episode because I wasn't 100% sure if we were going to do uh, one episode, watch, and then talk about it and whatnot. But so um, for the episode surprise. Uh, the phrase that Willow says in the dream sequence when she's talking with the monkey uh, tr in French translates to the hippo stole your pants, which of course references the conversation about animal crackers and the monkey taking the pants from the What's My Line episode, in case you didn't know, um, that her and Oz had a few episodes ago, as I said. Uh, this ep th uh, Yeah, the episode Surprise originally aired on January 19th, which is established as Buffy's birthday for the rest of the franchise. In other episodes, uh, background or prop details dispute this, uh, but this is the day, uh, and it's established officially in this episode. Um, the birthday is actually the same as Dolly Parton, who was an uncredited executive producer on the show through Sand Dollar Productions. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, um, but uh, Dolly Parton's uh, producing partner is um, Sandy Gallen, I believe it's pronounced, um, credited as one of the executive producers. So on a technicality, 
Dolly Parton's production company did it, so therefore she's an uncredited executive producer of the show. Um, the and I'm going to pronounce it wrong, even though I know I heard him say it. The Clada Clada Ring. Yep, there we go. I'm Irish. One would think I would know how to say that. Um, which was Angel's gift to Buffy is a traditional Irish ring, which, as we saw in the episode, uh, has the heart represents love, the crown stands for loyalty, and the two clasped hands symbolize friendship. Uh, the modern form of this was first used all the way back in the 17th century. Um, we see that Spike is still shown to be injured after the events of What's My Line. Uh, this mixed with Buffy bandaging Angel and Ted shows that unlike other vampiric shows and films, vampires do not have super healing in this universe. I know that's something in um, The Vampire Diaries, things like that. I'm sure James has something about True Blood. That's probably the case. He's nodding, um, as everyone here sees, but the <laughs> listeners don't. Um, Brian Thompson plays the judge in uh, the actually both episodes. This is the same actor that played Luke in the pilot of the series who was the uh, sort of person, uh, vampire, standing in for the master. They did that very weird thing where the master carved the symbol into his head and then drank from his wrist, and a lot of people thought it was very homoerotic. Um, <laughs> although credited, uh, Mercedes McNabb, who plays the recurring friend of Cordelia Harmony, is actually not in the episode uh, due to time constraints, but they did film some scenes with her. Uh, the episode Surprise was the last to air on Mondays, as with the next episode, Innocence, which we'll get to in a moment, the show transitioned to airing on Tuesdays. And this was kind of how they did that as a two-part episode was end it one night and then it picked up the very next night to move to Tuesdays. Uh, in England, the BBC cut the scene where Spike used the word wanker. We can pretty much realize why. Um, and then... Oddly enough, and I didn't know this, and, and maybe somebody else may know the movie, I don't really have a whole lot on it, but the 2014 film The Fault in Our Stars apparently features a scene from this episode somewhere in the background, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. I have seen that movie, but I've never I don't know. Noticed. I've heard about it, but I've never yeah. seen it. So maybe we'll, we'll have to go on a hunt. Um, fun, uh, fantastic facts for innocence. Xander reveals that he still has memories and knowledge of the military training from the episode Halloween. Uh, after being suspicious for a few episodes, Willow finally learns of Xander and Cordelia's, and I have in quotations, relationship. Um, back in season one, Buffy discovered Angel was a vampire. When she returns from L.A. at the beginning of season two, she actually tries to get him to fight her. But it's not until this episode that they finally engage in an actual physical fight. So it took a season and a half, pretty much, before that finally happened. Um, during one of the scenes, I don't know which because there were several across the two episodes. But uh, filming actually had to stop for about 25 minutes after Sarah Michelle Gellar filmed uh, one of the crying scenes as she needed to regain her composure and get out of that headspace. They literally had to stop production wow. for 25 minutes just so she could get out of that headspace. Um, this one uh, in particular, I have a note about James with it. Uh, the varying degrees of evil in vampires is established here. The vampire didn't get rid of Angelus because he had no humanity, but did get rid of Dalton in the episode Surprise. This may help or hurt James's desire for a hierarchy amongst uh, the supernatural creatures. Well, it's interesting, too, because um, he said about the fact that um, Drusilla and Spike... He could. They reeked of humanity because they were jealous and they cared for each other, which 
Angelus has none of that. Right. Um, I'll get to the, the high, my hierarchies a little bit later, unless we take over them now. Oh, it's up to you? So, at first I already got on my phone uh, as a note about the hierarchy, because in most shows that we have today, vampires have some sort of age ranking to set their, like, statures. And with Angelus being, I mean, aside from, I guess, the master, the oldest vampire that we have, theoretically, he should be the most powerful. And during the doc scene, and other shows, I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, angels should make, like, light work of these guys. They should just be, like, a flip of the wrist, like, one KO. But I guess as I watched it, the only thing that slightly, like, turned my point of view a little bit was the fact that because of the curse that he has, he may not have been at full strength this entire time. So I'll kind of agree with that. I'll also say in other things such as uh, the Vampire Diaries, which I know you've seen part of, or not the whole thing, of the originals, the which is the spinoff, um, they have sort of a thing where uh, if a vampire, and it's, I'm not saying it is this in this universe, but if a vampire doesn't feed off of humans, it kind of makes them a little bit weaker as well. And, so, and and a fresh kill as opposed to, um, like, like blood, blood in bank, a bag, yeah. You know, vampires. I mean, that's kind of like in True Blood. It's not necessarily like, True Blood is predominantly of like age. Like it's it's yeah. all about how. Old well, yeah, but are. some of it is the fact that uh, a fresh kill is the adrenaline. Uh, and you're you're feeding off the adrenaline. You're feeding you're feeding yeah. off the adrenaline. Where if it's a. Um, if it's just blood bank donated, I mean, some people are afraid of that, and there is an adrenaline. But, <laughs> but it's, overall, it's right? Overall, it's you know, it's the it's the fear in the kill that which makes them, them stronger because you know it's the the whole thing of um, the ancient thought of uh, eating the heart of your enemy makes you mm. whatever. So it's it's the same kind of thing where fear makes you stronger. Yeah, I was getting to like, and like, not only like age, but like they, like the plot of the show, which is like the beverage of the show, uh, is like they made synthetic blood, so like, so they can coexist. Uh, but it, that didn't really have like too much of a play. But you can see the, you can see the difference in like those who what they call like mainstreaming, like oh, you you drink bottled blood, like you're a mainstreamer, compared to those who like oh, Paul looks tasty today, I'm gonna eat Paul. So, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I did just get my hair cut recently. I did just get my hair cut recently. Yes, But yeah, no, I definitely I agree with that. Um, and that's really that's an interesting take on um, like vampirism. That's like I, as pr progressively as I've watched the show and comparing them, like there there's going to be differences, of course. And this show compared to like what's out now. Uh, there, there's a lot that's different, a lot that it has like changed over like spans. So it is interesting seeing like how they do things. But for, like my mind for it to like work, um, I've talked about this like, oh, he's cursed. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, he's got. He still has humanity yeah, that makes like, him not as. He's going to react more of his like human in quotations emotions opposed to the vampiric just bloodlust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Continuing on with the fantastic facts, after being told about the underbelly of Sunnydale in the previous episode, Oz actually joins the Scoobies on a mission. First time that that's really happened. Uh, we see the Sunnydale. I like his crack bit. That explains a lot. Because <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, there is just so much that now things make sense. Yeah, you know? know, it's funny you say Scoobies. You always said that. And 
that van is so scooby. Exactly. <laughs> so I, tonight I went, that looks like the, the Mr. Mobile. Yep. Yep. Honestly, I wouldn't be some, I don't remember offhand, it'd probably be Xander, Xander yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think eventually, you know, when they get to, <laughs> yeah. the, to, to naming themselves the Scoobies. Um, we see the Sunnydale Mall once again. Uh, we saw it previously in Bad Eggs. Um, but instead of being the Sherman Oaks Mall, like we talked about in that one, it was actually Robinson's uh, department store used this time. May I interject in this particular, because I kind of said it as we were watching it. No one, like, and I get it's, you know, a show and we wanted to, like, focus on, like, the fight scene that was escalating. But no one there, like, felt like, oh, my body just felt weird for a second. And then aside from that, no one knows, like, hey, there's a girl standing on top of this, like, kiosk with a RPG. Yeah. <laughs> who just shot it. Well, again, like, <laughs> it's the, it's the um, from last episode, it's the, there was a gas leak. And there was a gas leak, and we all ended up in the basement. Oh, yeah, and no. nobody talked about that. Like, yeah, we're all, how did we, right. bad egg. It was, yeah, yeah we, you know, we, we were, we all ended up in the basement because there was a gas leak. Excuse, how the? Yeah. You know, but they all just go, oh, okay, that must have been Makes what sense. it is, you know. Totally, like, oh, yeah. so rotten eggs, I'm just going to go into this basement. And yes, and we all did it. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? It wasn't just one of us. It was all of us went, you know, oh, yeah, let's all go down to, you know, check this out, right? I think because they didn't have, like, they, like, lost their memories and down there. So it was, it's a plausible thing to just, like, accept, quote, unquote. Yeah, more so than at the <clears throat> mall, yeah. Um, so these next few, I, I'm not going to lie, instead of putting them in my own words, I just copied and pasted them right from um, the Buffy Wikia fandom page. So some of them are definitely pre-Me Too comments and things. All right, so let's take them all with a, a, a pinch of salt. Um, asked about his decision to turn Angel evil. Joss Whedon said that he felt it was necessary to keep the story fresh. Although the fan base wanted Buffy and Angel to be together romantically, Whedon said, quote, what people want is not what they need, unquote. Uh, the scene where Angel dumps Buffy in his apartment was initially supposed to take place when she goes to her house. While shooting the scene on Buffy's lawn, the scene didn't feel good enough, so Whedon moved it to the bedroom, quote, she had to see him in the bedroom. She had to see him with his shirt off. And it had to be as intimate a scene as possible, unquote. Buffy is still heard saying that she saw him at the house, however. Uh, in the flashback scenes of Buffy and Angel having sex, the sound is not from David Boreanaz and Sarah Michelle Gellar's breathing, but it's actually Joss Whedon himself and supervising sound ed uh, editor Cindy Rabideau, maybe, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name correctly, uh, Whedon says that it was the first sexual scene he had ever shot and he was too embarrassed to ask the actors to vocalize it. I'm just gonna interject here personally and make the comment that I did make to all of you here. Um, I, we all just literally finished watching it, we'll get into that in a moment, but I jokingly said uh, how awkward it was having my mother in, this, in the room <laughs> while that scene was happening. But it's um, just... <laughs> Just the fact that it was him is very creepy. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just like makes it more. I just, you know. I feel like he was breathing heavy on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, I totally feel like that was a thing. Um, of manner Dicker. Yeah, no, no. I still have. I have a few more, but go ahead. No, I was gonna say, uh, in light to, uh, in light and or correspondence to the factor that it quotations like had to be in the bedroom, compared to being on a lawn, I feel like that does make it more of a 
It's a, it's more it's, intimate. Like it's you more said. intimate. Yeah, yeah. Like, that part I agree with. But minus the whole like everybody like that's weird. He's well, that like, was a, that was the other that was a different <laughs> fact. But yeah, that's a weird thing. But no, like I definitely feel like that like it lowered her guard and it made her feel very like that. I I, I appreciate that particular aspect of it because if it was a little long of like oh like you're outside it's whatever. But like the fact that it was in that room, I respect. Yeah. That like this is where it happened. It's fresh. It's like just last night. It's going to hurt. Right. So that, I was like, okay, that fact, I was like, all right, but yeah, heavy breathing now. He's. Yeah, he's, that was, yeah. He's a creeper. Um, it was first considered that a tank would be used against the judge. That would have been cool. But David Greenwalt suggested the rocket launcher instead. Whedon explained, quote, we knew the tank was something we could never do and we could never afford, and then we suddenly knew that the rocket launcher was what we desperately needed, unquote. See, now, I thought all along, because they kept saying, no weapon forged, no weapon forged. So when she shot him with an arrow, I thought, that's it, because, you know, that's not a forged weapon. That was back then. But I'm just saying. So that's what you're thinking. Right, but I'm saying well, there's he was really a, a stake yeah. would be no weapon. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you know what I mean. But like that would make more sense yeah. because they're they're thinking, you know, um, you know, swords and battle axes and those but things are all. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But the fact that they kept. No, saying, I, I agree no with you though, man. Forged, like it, it no took an army, forged. but yeah, Ruth's over no here going a bow and arrow then. can take care so, of it. I'm sure if a bow and arrow with the army then. Right. That didn't work. They're gonna let him on fire. Yeah, because that's not a forged weapon either. Yeah. yeah. True. You know I mean, what I mean? But I thought it had to be something more. They kind of did him on fire with a rocket launcher. But I'm say. just saying. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, a flamethrower would have been. Well, that's a weapon forging. Well, yeah, but it's fire that took him out, not the the weapon yeah. itself. So the the thing that took him out would be fire, which is more elemental, yeah. which makes more sense that it would be. A no. Gasoline. Yeah. So yeah. Gasoline. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> you owe me a soda. Um, right over there. <laughs> uh, I bought you your whole meal. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it would have been cooler, like strolling into the mall on a tank. That would have been like such a like a Rambo like we're like doing this. Right, but it's also they don't have the budget for that. Yeah, so, right, for know? a tank. Yeah. Well, who would have been driving the tank? Xander. Had to be. I would have trusted Xander with a tank. Would have known how to do it because he had the arms. He had to. Yeah. This That's what I'm build. saying. It would have happened. Yeah, because yeah, he said, he, you know, he knew, he knew all that he could, he could uh, reassemble the thing in 16 seconds or whatever. An M16 in 57 50 seconds. The people in the mall would have definitely recognized the tank. Yeah, like, they yeah. would have saw that. They couldn't see like, hey, look, a girl on top of this kiosk with RGG, and like I just got zapped. For <laughs> yeah, but a tank. They would, yeah. That, they would have saw a tank. For a guy with lightning coming out of his hands. Right. Yeah. No. Um, the last three facts, very quickly, this episode, Innocence, the second half, um, actually won an Emmy for Outstanding Makeup for a Series, which is funny because I did hear you say uh, that Angelus's makeup did get better, so that's yeah, really funny. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> the vampires all looked a lot better. Like, as, like, I've been watching this show, you know, throughout the podcast for those who listen, and I was like, wow, like, they're actually getting better at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think they took a giant step backwards, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was so season one. <laughs> yeah. He didn't look like a blue Shrek. Well, actually, I was thinking, um, what's his name from uh, Thanos? That's what I said. I, I'm like yeah, literally, yeah. my brain went. He's a little smaller, yeah. Thanos. Yeah. You know. I was gonna say they, they took a, like a page of like Marvel's book and he yeah. looked like um, not Thanos, the other guy from the X Men movie that they just made. What is his name? Oh, 
Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. He looked like Apocalypse from like the movie. I'm just like, yeah, this is. I, now I see where Marvel gets his budget from. <laughs> <laughs> why blue? Why do they, you know, if he's. Where does blue come from? Yeah, who knows? It know. just looks silly. Because yeah. it gave Buffy that line about, you know, killing a smurf. smurf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's the only reason he was blue, so she could have that yeah. line, you know? Like I said, it's just like, like popular in the smurf. 90s. Smurfs. Smurfs. Yeah. It's big and blue. Um, the last two are, this is actually Innocence, was actually the highest viewed episode of the entire series with about 8.2 million viewers. That's compared to the previous night for Surprise, which had 4.4 million viewers. Well, it's because everybody watched it and said, you got to see what's going to yeah, happen what's going to happen, yeah. you know, now. Yeah, what's next, yeah. And then, of course, the very last fantastic fact that I have is, as mentioned earlier, this episode cemented the move to Tuesday nights for the series where it remained even when it switched channels later on and we'll get to that later on um, as we continue to do the show. Now as we did say um, we are all in person. We actually just got done watching both episodes. I invited uh, everyone to um, I live, as I've mentioned before, I live above a pizza place, and um, I invited everyone over for some dinner and some in-person podcasting, and I first have to say thank you all for actually joining in person. I'm very excited. Um, and secondly, what did we think, one, about watching the episode together, two, about watching it in two parts, that one's specifically for you, James, because <laughs> you get to watch more than one at a time, and um, three, uh, especially for Bill and James as the new folks uh, watching the series for the very first time, what did you think about the fact that we now have Angelus as opposed to Angel? So we can now actually see each other in person so we don't have to worry about talking over anyone else. We can kind of point and raise our hands and whatnot. So I'll open it up. I'm not gonna kick it to anyone specifically. What did we think about sort of this whole viewing experience and then again, specifically YouTube, but anybody else really, the whole Angelus aspect. I was waiting for more of the I hate Xander slander. <laughs> <laughs> I think it comes in the next couple episodes. I, was like, I mean, he, he was like, I will say Xander, who I nickname is Paul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just I think that we need to get you, Lisa, a shirt. However, that just says like Xander slander on it because I really like that oh, yeah, when he just said that. I'll take a free t-shirt. But no, the the I really feel like it was he 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 had his like a douchey moment, but I kind of felt bad from the in the first half of the episode because it was very evident. Like, of course, like you know, the we kind of want. Actually, I don't even want. I actually prefer Willow with uh, Seth. Oz. Uh, Oz. Sorry, I prefer Willow with Oz because, like, I feel like they're kind of awkward, and I love their like little awkward chemistry. Of, like, oh, I'm gonna ask you out tomorrow night, and he's like, oh, I might say yes. He's like, oh, that that like I like that awkwardness because I feel like their chemistry like actually works. Whereas Xander's more just like he's a friend, and I feel like because of how close their friendship is, I feel like that's what built Willow's relationship towards him. But I feel like they don't like actually like, mesh that way. Whereas, like, so I thank you for comparing him to me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, like, in respect to that, I do like Xander and Cordelia's relationship. Maybe you might get Cordelia one day. Hold <laughs> up, so you didn't leave. But no, in all seriousness, I do like Xander and Cordelia's relationship, and I feel like it, it was very. It was one of those things that definitely felt real in the sense of, like, 
they come from like two different worlds. She's like prom queen, and he's like like less than nerd. Leia, he he's like <clears throat> bottom of the barrel. Um, Once I'm again, thank you for comparing him to me. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where the where I think of him as Paul thing comes in. You know, I, I, we, we mentioned it like a few episodes ago, and like I forgot like how exactly we, we referenced him to Paul. Okay, and now you want to know why he goes out with Ryan and not you? Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, you did, but I wasn't paying last night, so I couldn't officially invite you because I'm not going to spend someone else's money. <laughs> no, I mean I. We, we, we could have worked out the case, but it's, we'll get to that later. But anyway, um, <laughs> I, I like that their relationship, Cordelia and Xander, because it felt real. Like, the, they're from two different worlds. It's not, like, cheesy. Like, most shows today were like, I'm popular, I'm not popular. Like, like it was, it, it felt, like, legitimate. Like, it's believable. Um, and that whole scene of, like, Will, like, catching them. And I honestly, in that particular scene, I was really, really, really hoping Cordelia was at least listening to their conversation, so that way she could like hear like, oh, we're we're not really anything. The kiss wasn't all that like, because I wanted to get more. Like you saw her like kind of like gasp, but like I wanted to get more emotion from Cordelia. Well, yeah, when when you're talking when Xander said, yeah, it wasn't, it, we're not anything. He downplayed big. it. Now, yeah. I wish Cordelia was there so I could. She would have been. Yeah, how would she have reacted? Reacted to that. To that, yeah. She's been downplaying since day one. So. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. evident she like she feels something because even like Will saw and like she saw his reaction to how Will saw and she right. mentioned like, oh, you want to see like your precious Buffy? She gets jealous. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so, it, it was just it is interesting to to wonder what what she would have said if she heard that because she said to him. You have you don't have anything to be ashamed Shamed of, up. and then he's playing it down in front of his friends, like and, and especially with you know you were a member of the we you're the treasurer, the treasurer of yeah. the of the we hate Cordelia Club, and yeah, and like then it's for like, all that like interaction, I, it would have been so perfect. It's like, hey, you hated me. You're, you're the treasurer president of the secret club that hates me, yet you're kissing me. Yeah, and then like you now you're downplaying me. Like who? Like I feel like it would have been a, a better reversal of like. Who are you to downplay me? Like I'm Cordelia. Yeah. I feel like that would have been such an awesome moment that Josh would have kind of just like. Let, yeah, like, like if she would have followed them out and heard that part of the conversation, yeah, it would have it would have made for well, it made for a longer episode because there would have been a fight. <laughs> oh yeah. She definitely would have. There would have been a fight. But uh, I agree with you with the um, with Oz and uh, Willow. I thought it was really neat when um, when they were. In the in the scene where they were in danger, and Oz immediately stepped in front yes, of Willow, I, I was like, "Woo!" Because yeah. you know, and Xander kind of stood alongside Cordelia, but Oz moved immediately right in front, in front of her, mm -hmm. like you know, he was he was going to protect her from whatever was coming. Which Xander has hidden behind Cordelia multiple times <laughs> yes. because you know that's just who he is. Thanks again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's interesting because I felt so. You don't want to be behind Cordelia. <laughs> All right, he's thinking about that one. <laughs> My mom's here, man. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, sorry, Lisa. It's all right. uh, I felt the same way when I first watched the show. I was like very much like Xander and Willow. I, I really liked them as a couple. But then as we start to see Oz and how he, he treats her so respectfully and he really truly likes her, whereas Xander obviously never had those feelings for her. And so 
seeing Willow and Oz's relationship start to develop is just a really beautiful thing. And I, I love that you caught that too. Oh yeah, I saw absolutely. That I yeah, like, oh. immediately. You know, it's one of those things where I watch those things in movies. Like when there's when there is a danger, how does the male character respond? You know, are they stepping in front of or behind the people that they're with? You know, right. and it's it, it's interesting because it says a lot about their character um, as to you know how they react to that threat. Yeah. That and I like how, despite him acknowledging, uh, Oz, we're talking, I'm talking about, despite him acknowledging and knowing like from the outside in, I can see what this is, and I, I'm acknowledging it, but I have enough respect for you that I'll wait. Yeah, oh that yeah. That was like, I'll Well yeah, and he, he doesn't yeah. wanna be, he doesn't wanna be her second choice. He doesn't wanna be her fill-in for because he has feelings for her, so he doesn't want to be her uh, just because. Well, kind of like what Cordelia is to Xander. Right? Well, yeah, because, because he's... Cordelia knows that Xander has always had a soft spot for Buffy, but yeah. of course she's still engaging in you know yep. whatever it is that they're doing. And that's you know, and that's the thing is that in uh, none of them are going to be Xander at this point. None of them is going to be in Xander's prime thing like he would have stepped in front of Buffy even though he's oh, a wuss yeah. but yeah. you know um, he you know he is he's he's keeping he's placeholding exactly the only person he doesn't need to step in front of is Buffy yeah <laughs> but he's the one right. and yet and, but he's the one going it just makes he's no going sense. she's like, missing we're gonna to go we're her. gonna go looking we're gonna go looking for her and they're all like you know if there's if there's anything going on She's going to be able to handle herself oh, a whole yeah. lot, and and like Giles said, you know, if if what is his name? I can't think of the blue character. Um, the judge. The judge. Yeah. Um, you know, if the judge is activated, the Smurf. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Um, but you know, if if he's activated, and something happened to to you know Buffy and Angel, we're screwed. Like, th yeah. there's no point going there because we're screwed. This is Giles, but a few things to briefly mention would they like this would like if they broke this into like three parts it would have been a little bit more interesting and i'm sorry i need to interrupt you because i think it's so funny because every episode you're like man like the way that it was all wrapped up at the end i wish it was two parts we got a two-part you're like if they broke it into three parts like every time because wait like so here's here's what i said to break it into three parts a the i get that like to the public eye, the main villain is the judge, but to everyone who actually is paying attention to the show, the villain that tore everything apart was Angel Transition and Jealous because like it devastated like everyone who thought he was a part of the Scooby Gang and it, it was the heartbreak on top of that. But if they would have made the judge more of like the prominent villain and allowed him to get stronger to and like to not only make him get stronger, but to also show Buffy being crippled. I feel like if they would have brought in the other Slayer for a brief moment, like let's say, like but like you know, Buffy was too distraught and out of commission to fight. They're like, listen, we don't have any other choice. They're like, I got an idea, and he called in like the other Slayer to I, step in. I and don't fight. disagree. I think one from a storytelling perspective, it's we just saw her very recently, so we want to wait a little bit. From a, like from a production point of view, not from a viewer point of view, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying from like a production point of view, I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, we just saw her like three episodes ago, you know what I mean? But it so, would have been great to bring her back. Like yeah, but see, my my problem with that is time. sorry, uh, my problem with that is then if 
if you're going to, if Buffy has a problem, we're going to pull in the other Slayer, then why do we have Buffy? Well, let's just push her aside and bring in the other Slayer who doesn't have, you know, a and relationship with the, with the vampire and, you know, doesn't have friends or anything else like that. She doesn't have, she doesn't have humanity realistically because her whole she thing no, but, is ties to no the but world, his basically. but his point is then that would have been a good villain for the judge or for angelus because no humanity i get what you're saying but as a story and as the fact that it is you know we're supposed to be involved in buffy the vampire slayer by taking her out of it um that still doesn't eliminate because the judge it, yes that threat is going to go away but the rest of it is still going to be there because they're still going to, and especially if you weaken Buffy, then you're going to put her in more danger from Spike and Drusilla and now Angelus because even your own group thinks you're weak. So it's going to be that much easier to go after her. You know? I mean, right. Again, I think, and, and I, I don't mean this rudely, but I think you're thinking of it from a perspective of, what would be good to watch now, whereas everything else is, this, is, this isn't a movie, it's a show, it's serialized. Right, we need gonna, to make we sure we have the stuff story going. for next week, and you Lisa, know what I mean? In, a, in a few weeks, we have the, the finale coming up, and yes. Um, I was gonna say, I think, I think it was important to show Buffy grieving and being very vulnerable with what happened and what she was feeling, but then also be able to like have her cry and then get up and keep fighting. I think that was really important to showing her resilience. And I feel like if another Slayer was brought in, it wouldn't have highlighted um, Buffy, yeah. Buffy being resilient. Because this is gonna obviously have repercussions in the next couple episodes where we're seeing her push past this intense hurt and guilt and shame that she's feeling. And pushing past that to you know defeat Angelus. Yeah. I say that in quotes because you, know, you don't know have it's adversity that. every episode. She's gonna have adversity, so you yeah. can't just call it another slide. Yeah, right. And 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 again, and it's like even with um, when Jenny came and was like, "Well, how can I help?" And she's like, "You have to leave." And okay, I I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this. And, I'm sorry. But and but I but I love the fact that Giles backed her up and said, yeah. "You need to go." Because yeah. that's when someone yes. grabbed their phone, and yes. I've been waiting to hear your thoughts on this. That really kind of triggered me in the sense of she got like she was like the, during this season she got a taste of the demon that Giles and his friends and their youth created, and she got a, a taste of like Giles is like past, and she judged him, and she like I'm granted like they like mended their relationship, but now it's like. Did they actually mend it because she actually likes Giles, or did they mend it so she could stay close to the Slayer? And it's like, yeah, I was really, I was like, wow, like trusting there. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you, you, like Giles, I need time. Like, I, I, I was too like deep into your world, and it's like you were hiding this. It's like I was open with you. Like I am the, he's not the Watcher. He's, he's yeah, the he's the Watcher. Okay, I was, I, my mind thinking of Witcher. I don't know. Um, That's a good show too. It is. Um, <laughs> He's the watcher. He's been up front. He's been like Giles. Trying. Everyone has like you know a past and or secrets, but like even that, he was ready to be open with her. And she was been this gypsy the entire time, who's like obstacle, like who's been like secretly like spying on them. And it's like, oh no, Giles. Like your past is too like you know 
dark, and it's like, well, what about yours? Right. Yeah. Yes, and we find out that her real name is not Jenny. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. Like, I'm Giles. Not even Jenny. Yeah, and that's it. Who are you? And like, you know, Buffy walks in and just grabs her by the throat and goes, what do you know? I love that. You know, you like, know, what do you know? Because you know, you obviously exactly. know. So, and even Willow was like, how did you know? Well, I saw his face. I couldn't yeah. even see his face. I was, you know. Like four feet four, away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You There's... didn't see anything. And that's why I, I love in the dream uh, when Angel says to her, what are you seeing? You know, like, pay attention to what you're seeing. How is she, pre like, can we talk about the dreams? Like, how is she present in these dreams? So that is something that I wanted to, to discuss. So we did see a little bit in season one, not a whole lot, because, so season one, by the time season one was airing on TV, all the episodes had been filmed. So they could go back and take things from like episode seven or eight and put them into like a dream that she was having in episode one. And sort of the whole thing is the fact that she, as the Slayer, has like these premonition dreams sort of things. Is that what it is? And yeah, yeah that's. Like, I go back to like Harry Potter where, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Harry's a, a Horcrux, spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Of uh, Baltimore, and so he kind of like connected to like visions and. Yeah. Wait, like, and what I mean, is Buffy's vision? Well, Drusilla has. That's, yeah, that's just part of being the Slayer power. Yeah, right? yeah it's part of the Slayer power. But I mean, Drusilla has visions as yes, well. She, you'll learn that. In the yeah, she. Yeah, she, she has. Already, yeah. She was a seer prior to be turned. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But you know what I mean. But it's like she sees things too. So like the fact that Buffy's seeing things, we shouldn't, you know get two out of that because again it is a it it's is a slayer exactly <laughs> but it, a lot of it is see you're getting it you're getting it <laughs> but i mean it is a lot of it a lot of it is the slayer power because they kind of have to know what's coming in order to you know to move forward they they need to be um a word i use with my one of my nieces she has a, a some um, she has a brain injury and she gets hyper focused Buffy is hyper aware so sometimes what seems like a premonition is just being like you know Angel said what are you seeing she saw Jenny not just at the you know faux funeral but she saw that Jenny knew something and her dream gave her that awareness yeah and I think it's the same thing where she knew we never found Drusilla's body. I think she's out yeah, there somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, I think that line that that line was realistically a goof because if something had happened to Drusilla, she would have turned to dust. That too. So, yeah, but you I think know that I mean? was I think that was just a goof on the writers. I think yeah, they just, but, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the, but you know, it's just the idea that you know we never we never saw her be eliminated. So, you know, like... They didn't see a body for a pile of dust. Yeah, right. exactly. I will say, like, adding on to this, it is definitely a... It's definitely a... Like, we see more of the Slayer's powers mm -hmm. in this particular episode. Granted, I hoped this entire time she has better strength feats. But uh, we the saw... The biggest season... strength she had was walking away at the end. <laughs> and not killing it. <laughs> yeah, no, that would have, no. <laughs> but it's interesting when you use, or, you were, use, I said it. Oh my gosh, and I never say that. Yeah, I don't usually use that. But um, you were talking, you were talking earlier about the fact that um, 
the uh, vampires don't have super healing powers. She does. She does. Because she, she, you know, she was injured and immediately is healing where, but then again. Wait, who, Buffy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, we kind of had talked about that a little bit, not a whole lot, but we had kind of mentioned that in the TED episode. Oh, your back is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a back rub. Yeah, Yeah. but but no, but we've seen, but we've seen her, we've seen her with injuries and then heal, you know, and I mean, granted, they, you know, the vampires do heal, but they don't have the super quick healing. The instantaneous that, like, we're naturally used to seeing with, like, I mean, look at Spike, he's now a a paraplegic now? Or just in a wheelchair. Just in a wheelchair. And he has, like, the... He has a burn on his face. That was also because of being in... A church, the fire. There's the fact that it was a supernatural yeah. it, spell yes, sort of deal. So you it's know. not. It's you know, not they have standard. healing qualities. Yeah. That they go well, faster than normal. Yeah, it's faster still, than normal. Yeah, yeah because. But like I said, but even depending on the situation. Well, but again, even even the, even well, like Drusilla I said, with, was you know sorry. Go ahead. Drusilla was you know had her you know problems and then they were trying to make her stronger. And so it's the same thing where now he's got to, you know, he has to take a little bit of time to yeah. heal. And I'm sorry, wait. No, the only, the only thing I was going to say was, and now this could also lend to James's thing of, um, you know, Angel at the time had the soul, you know, humanity and whatnot. So therefore it could hinder some of those healing abilities. But in the episode Ted, like I had pointed out before, when she's bandaging him up, you know what I mean? It's, it, he clearly didn't. Yes, James, you've raised your hand. <laughs> <laughs> the wheels are turning. I know. Um, it's, it's been flowing red, but now they're turning. Um, Drusilla thought she needed Angel's life to come back, but she only needed a very small fraction of his, I guess, life force to be healed to where she is now. I know I'm going to get the you'll see because there's at least four people who've watched this, <laughs> but why can't they replicate something very, very similar for Spike. Well, and I mean, that's actually true because, so Angel was Drusilla's si- sire, right? Sire. So, um, I think it was both but her Drusilla and Spike. Made but Drusilla Spike. made Spike. And so, Darla made them all. We don't know that yet. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Well, no, actually, on a technicality, if you piece together all of those other things, you do because we have seen interactions between Darla and Angel. Okay. So. Which is in the first season, right. she does say that right. she made him. Right. Yeah. So theoretically, like, they can replicate that, and then you have, like, a fearsome threesome. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. see. Well, you know, it, <laughs> that wasn't, it wasn't me It wasn't Drusilla who thought that she needed his life. It was Spike who, when they interpreted the book and yeah. the spell, thought that they needed that. But if you remember, like, in that, in that, that part, he said that's going to have to be enough. Well, it's also a matter of we don't know what what was wrong with Drusilla. Because she seems, I'm not going to say just as crazy, but like she's still, you know, she's healed now. And she's like, I'm looking at the stars, even though it's the ceiling. And they all have the same she name. Such confusion. LSD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she so. was like, well, but I mean, she was physically, but she was physically <laughs> weakened because... In in one of the episodes, she I'm, had bruises. Yes, but like, what I'm saying is we don't know what potentially caused yeah. that to know if it's the same thing as to what caused Spike's injury Well, yeah, I was, I, was just, I was just watching that. They didn't uh, say yet? I thought they I don't think said. so. I was watching I, so. I was watching a different show with... Uh, I thought he... Spoil it for me, please. 
Jeez. <laughs> I, I honestly thought when the anointed one was around still that they had said about why she was weakened. I don't think so. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you're going to have to check because I, I thought it was back in there. You could just like say all, like what you think. I, I'll, I mean, because <laughs> I could break she through. She can't open the Pandora's I'll tell you box. Right now, She'll like, tell you everything. My thing is, is you look at this series based upon what you know about the originals and True, True Blood, Blood, and I've watched them. I haven't even watched the originals. I stopped watching whatever, the one before Vampire the Vampire Diaries. That's right. I watched it. I've read the books way so much better than the actual show. And I've watched Twilight. But you have to remember that this show made those shows yeah, possible. It, yeah, this so is the reason. everything that you know about those shows, get them I've out of your head. I've noticed some of the similarities. I was going to say, where'd she go? But this one, addicted to the Vampire Diaries and... Well, yeah. Origins. When I when I was staying at your house, we watched it all the time. Oh my god! But I was I watched um I was watching the the librarians, which it's I'm like it's from the two early two thousands. Noah Wiley plays. There's a this giant. Think Indiana Jones, but for television. Yeah. I think I've seen a, just yeah. an episode of that. Yeah. Day. Well, no, it there. So there were movies, and then it was a TV series. But anyway, one of the movies, uh, Dracula was there, and they were trying to bring him back. So they had got his body, and they they brought him back, and they were they, the theory was that they needed a blood sacrifice and blah blah blah. Anyway, it turns out that he was actually uh, the a teacher who was um, he had um, uh, what are those things called on on their legs? Um, he had braces on his legs and stuff. Like Yes. And the reason that he was like that because he was weakened because during the time of cholera. He um, he uh, drank um, tainted blood from somebody who had cholera, so he was weakened. So he was still alive. He lived through it all, but he wasn't his full strength. So he needed to get his full strength back, and so that was they needed a, a certain amount of blood to to bring him back to his to his full strength. And that was another one where the vampires, pulled, which I was like excited because in the old movies they used to. Paul's raising his hand. But in the old movies, the, they used to be, there used to be bodies. Yes, Paul. So from what I found, um, on actual, via the, yeah, the Buffyverse, uh, basically the, the dedicated wiki, um, it says, uh, <laughs> on her, on Drusilla's page, uh, in 1997, because that's obviously when, well, this is technically 1998 at this point. Um, uh, in 1997, Spike was nearly dusted by an angry mob and Drusilla was kidnapped and tortured by a human inquisitor. Spike killed the inquisitor and rescued Drusilla, but she was left in a weakened and frail condition. Spike cared for her and the couple decided to travel to the Hellmouth in Sunnydale, California in hopes that its energy would help restore Drusilla's strength and health. However, we only find that out in the comic book, The Problem with Vampires. So it's not actually ever said on TV, apparently. But it is, because she states about she wants to go back to Prague and he t says to her they almost killed you well yeah but that doesn't that yeah, doesn't mean that that's what the, left her in the week because yeah. they've they're but, almost killed all the time but that was when she, they came back like when into, they first got yes, when yeah. they yeah. first got, got here that's what I'm saying yeah so, like, but what I'm saying but it uh, makes you like that's where they came from they yeah. came from Prague to Sunnydale so that she can get so she could get Prague is, Prague is a country no I don't get it <laughs> Um, so I, 
I have to direct to uh, Bill and James. Angelus, we've heard a little bit about him. What do, what do you guys think about the fact that we've now seen this character and realistically the... So the phrase, and I've used it before and you guys have probably used it and heard it and whatnot, the big bad, um, a lot of times that is used for like the villain of a season or what have you. It kind of originated here. The writers used to use that term a lot and other you know, uh, creatives have kind of taken that. I'm not saying they were the first to use it, but it's kind of where it was popularized. Um, arguably, we now have our big bad and Buffy made him in a way. So I'm curious your thoughts on Angelus and all of that. It was hard for me to buy into it originally. I thought he was playing, playing them. Playing, playing Spike and Drusilla. Because it's not the first time that he's done right. that. So I was yeah. waiting for like the old, the old Superman where, you know, oh, you turned them while you were inside the, the glass cube. I thought it was going to be one of those opposite things. But now I take it that he is turned bad again. So it just seems like a snarky vampire. He's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's... He doesn't you know, seem yeah. evil. It just seems like a, like a Xander vampire. <laughs> well, he's a, he's like a, a, a hyped up version of um, what we've seen of Spike so far, being you know snarky and all right, that, because yeah, that's yeah. pretty much that's what Spike is right. now, and he's like he's out Spike and Spike. She I takes offense to that. No, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say I think the thing that gets me, and I'm not trying to be an angel hater or anything, but like the actors who played Drusilla and Spike are so good and so convincing, and then you have someone like David Boreanaz, I think he's a horrible actor, and to me it just completely takes me out of the scenes, because it's like, I can't even take you seriously he, he as like the big feel bad. Like, he doesn't exude like, and often, not even just like True Blood, like in other series, like when you meet like the villain, there's usually like an ominence Okay, presence. but in this, but he, he, he's not- He smoked. He oh, yes. drank her blood and blew smoke out because she had been smoking. But, but also, That's bad guy material right there. But also the fact that realistically, no matter what goes on going forward, Angel is, Angel yes. is, yeah, but Angel is not a bad guy. And so as much as we're going to hate him right now, you're still going to think back to Angel was a good guy. And that's something that uh, I will tell you throughout the rest of this, and, and it's not, you, you both already know that, you know, there's a spinoff and whatnot. They make it very clear as the, the franchise develops that there is a distinction between Angel and Angelus. And we're gonna see that, and that kind of goes along with what she said. It's, it's seeable because like when he's like Angel, like. You can see, like, I mean, he has a weird-shaped head, but, like, his shoulders are, like, <laughs> his shoulders are, like, a little higher. He's, like, he he has, like, that, like, and this, of course, it came out way after, but he has, like, that, that Edward from Twilight, like, that awkwardness, like, the big lurch, like, that was, like, a good guy, but, like... He's got the ah shucks thing happening. Yeah, like, the... the that's that's the way that I think of it, is, 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 is like, yeah. It's, like, yeah. The, 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 Wait, do the voice again? Hi, Buffy. <laughs> it's so bad. I don't think it's the second time. And it's, like... You, you can tell you can see it, but it's like when he's like, I'm in jealous, like collar up, I'm cool, like we're in the '80s, like it's it doesn't feel like I'm just like oh it's it's, it's cringy. It, yeah, it, it yeah, doesn't it doesn't make you believe like oh he's going to be evil. Like, that's why like what, what Bill says like oh like is is this just like a spin? Like is is yeah. he like fooling? Because he didn't exude like when Spike came along, 
Spike, like, he hit the sign and kicked, like, he was like, okay, Spike is gonna be like the, and he also has, like, the, like the, that British punk, like, you can feel like, all right, Spike is a bad guy. Like, he exudes, like, this particular arrow's, like, version of a bad guy, and depending on when he was turned, he embodied that. Drusilla being on cloud 59, <laughs> she, like, exudes, like, I'm a delusional, crazy, like, woman. The master, although very lackluster, he, like, bad guy. I, heck, even the anointed one who was like a toddler children of porn kid, he was like, <laughs> some of these things are a little bit Bible, but Angel, like, he just like rested his shoulders. He probably got tired for like two and a half seasons, like keeping them up this high. <laughs> I think it has to do with his acting ability, personally. Yeah, you know, it was just like, oh, I'll do the voice, hi, Buffy. Like, that's, that's, that's my person of Angel. <laughs> I kind of like him better as Angelus. Yeah, like, I mean, because I feel like it's more, he's a little bit more, like, relaxed. And he's, like, not having to, I guess, put on that, like, facade from being well, on the spell. Well, in, in all honesty, that is that is kind of part of it, right? Is the fact that Angel is... So that we've talked before about how really any of them, when they're in human face, that's, like, the facade of the vampires. Because, like, they are you know, part demon or whatever. And I know we don't like that, but we've talked about that before. Like, that's what they are. And so when they're in, like, the vamp face, that's, like, their true form. And realistically, this is more his true, true form because the soul and the angel aspect is sort of that facade well, yeah, for as, him. As, as Angelus, he gets to be who he is as opposed to... because for 200 well, no, it's not technically who he is. It's who he is as a demon. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. As Angelus, it's who that demon is. Right, but yeah. as Angelus, but that's the thing. With with his soul, he feels the humanity, yes. and so he stuffs the demon down, and that's got to be exhausting to try and be. Which is why he's so tense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because because he's because he's got that he's got that duality thing happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> did you see what he did? That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was yeah. really good. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, he, but I, I think that you know, that uh, Angelus is relieved of that duality where there's a constant. It was like uh, in a previous episode when the. The spirit came out of Jenny and went into him. The, the, the demon. Yeah, thing like that a, was the Giles right, demon right. thing. Right, yeah. because uh, Angel said, "I already have a demon in me." Yeah, you know what I mean. So I already know what that's like. So it and was... so and and at that point, the demon Angelus that was in him was stronger than the demon that, that was that the Giles summoned. So that tells you strength of demon. There's, there's you know, to some degree a hierarchy there at least. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean? So there is that, you know, I mean, she just doesn't like David Boreanaz as an actor. I think he's a horrible actor. It's his head. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean. Has no eyes, like his eyes are very. I don't know, strange. have you watched Angel? I love bones. But they can't watch. They can't Angel watch yet. Angel yet. They haven't, Angel. <laughs> they haven't watched I've Angel. I've seen Angel. Yes. Oh, okay. But like yeah. I said, with powerhouses, like. Listen, I think he was. But I think as he got older, he got better. Like in Bones, he. I never saw Bones. A, I don't see, that's a great series. Yeah, and now even and it's in this, different in because this, this is his. Like he's new at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he was a very brand and new actor. I did actor, just get confirmation you know. that you do obviously. I guess. Um, I just talked to my daughter, and she's like, "You do. You you look at like." 
Buffy, and then you look at uh, Vampire Diaries, and, the, and you go at it, like, and I'm like, I can't do that, like, they're separate. So I've, I, as I was watching this particular part of the show, because, like, I would, mentally, I would just do, like, like the natural comparisons, like, strength, feats, etc., as to, like, what a human could do, or what, like, that nonsense. But as I watched it in the sense of like plot, I realized that the originals, I, I mean, I've never watched Empire Diaries because that one was a little bit too soapy for me when I like, tried it. We'll get there, don't worry. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't. No, um, but when like. Don't believe me right there. <laughs> when I did, uh, like the originals had more of like a, there was definitely like, for uh, Klaus. He, my sister loves Klaus. I love Klaus because he exudes the bad guy who like has a good spot. Like he could, he could be a good angel and yes. angels and adults. That's not the point. But when I look at like the plot, you can see like the similarities that like the good guy who you want with the main actress always has a hidden agenda. Right. Which you see that in True Blood. Um, you you see this in different elements of like uh, the originals, like whether it be the good guy or like the good girl. You see, like, there's a hidden agenda, and like, there's always, there's always a like purpose or intention behind said person. So, as I'm watching, because people are like onions, and we have layers. Like, <laughs> um, I'm going to send you a funny video. It's going to destroy your image. Right? But no, you're not, because I know the one you're thinking. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, but and and I can see like this one like when I watched this, I was like, wait, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, first of all, bad acting. Bill from True Blood. Horrible actor, but I was like, oh. Anna Paquin's not great either. Oh, Sookie? But, yeah, I was like, like but, cute, cute, again. cute blonde, cute blonde, like, you know, good guy, good guy, but like ulterior motive, like, I, I, as I was watching it, the only thing he left that now, if Spike, for some reason, falls in love with Buffy, then I'll just be like, all right, we're done. But, I, please don't tell that happens, like, Spike doesn't fall in love with Buffy, right? Okay, thank God. I was going to say, like, listen, I'm, I'm just leaving now. Like, no, I just, just love your acting. You're like, I'm going to be done. You just have to keep watching and keep watching. Yeah. Like, I, I'm, See, I'm my problem it. is I, love I, I like to watch a show for the show. I don't yes. want to compare it. I've read hundreds of books. I don't care. I enjoy being in the moment in that story with those characters. And when you start comparing everything with this and that, there's so many, you can compare everything yeah. and anything, and then you lose where you're at in, in this moment, in this story with these people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you get too deep into it, and again, like Manda said, all those stories, that, the, the, the shows that you're watching, would never have existed without this one. So you have to put them out of your head because what you're seeing is the evolution but, of what you're watching but, now. And I'm, I'm not disagreeing, but on the other hand, I was re-listening to one of the older episodes of, of even this podcast recently, and like Bill had made a comparison. Uh, the episode Angel from season one, he had said, was like the episode Walkabout in Lost where it was one or two episodes in, but there was a particular element to that episode that drew him in, because there are a lot of people for Lost, and I know you don't know, and I know you're kind of iffy on it, um, but if basically, if you're not in on the first episode or the second episode, a lot of people, when you watch the episode Walkabout, which is technically the fourth episode, I consider the third, I'm not gonna get into that. You've not um, watched Lost? 
Who are you? I watched it. Oh, um, I don't know. Lost in the sauce. But um, he, he compared. But Bill had compared the episode Angel to the episode Walkabout. The hook. It's called The Hook. Yes, The yes. Hook, yes. So it's, I, I kind of agree, but I kind of disagree as well because there, I feel like there are always going to be things where you're going to say, Oh, this reminds me of that, whatever. Even we talk about the fact that, like, well, this yeah, actor is in me that of, thing. But there's a difference between this reminds me of that and James comparing this no, character to, be, no, to that to character be, to be fair, and I was, saying, well, I, this character was better than the one that we're watching now. Again, because had it not been for right. the character that but you're watching I now, I read all I the will. Twilight books. I watched the Twilight movie and I was like, this is crap. But then I read the books and I was like, oh, th that's good. But I Went will give James. I will give James a lot of credit. Crap. And again, I'm like vampires, twinkling, stupid. But I will give James <laughs> a lot of credit because he has said the last several times that we've done this, he has said that he's been at least trying very, very hard to make sure that he said this is this time, this is the '90s, put himself in that frame of mind, and this is we're watching Buffy, and you and he's even you've even said you can't necessarily sit there and compare. For him, that's how his brain works, and you can't criticize someone so for how their brain works. <laughs> you can, but... Yeah, yeah we, we are. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from being inside of, like, the anime community, and there being so many similarities when it comes to shows, how, to a small degree, I've been a little programmed to, like, watch shows is to look for similarities and to look for comparisons because like, for example, when I watch, I'm gonna use this genre as a blanket because I'm gonna throw out something and only maybe one or two might understand what this means, but the isekai genre. The isekai genre, just to explain it for those who don't know, but the viewers who will listen to this later will know what isekai is, maybe, hopefully, I think. It's basically like when you're transported from one reality to another and there are like hundreds of animes or mangas and manguas that like have that same base plot and and using that in correspondence with this vampires and things being mythical you know there's a wide variety of shows and series that share that same base so when I look at like the East Sky genre and then I like oh like well is Overlord like this show or is this show like that show and like I try to I try to find that that common ground with my it's, shows. It's, I would say, I'm not saying it exactly, but I would say it's no different than there are people, for good or for ill, there are people who look and say, Harry Potter's better than Lord of the Rings. No, Lord of the Rings is better than Harry Potter because the they have a lot of this. I'm not getting into an argument with you, James. <laughs> oh, so you're like the Star Trek and the Star Wars. Star Trek versus Star Wars. Right, it's like, that same kind of argument. Okay, but I, we like, talk about see, the And we all know why. <laughs> I have to get home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but so no, but my my thing my 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 only thing is the fact that it's I'm not saying that there isn't comparisons, but by saying, you know, well this one, it, it, the other shows are better. Well, they've had a lot more time to build on that. Yes, is all course. I'm going at. And you know, I want to watch this and discuss this, so and that Lisa can get home. Um, <laughs> to Lisa's point about the acting, Priscilla comes from. 
acting family. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Martin Landau is her father. She's Juliet Landau. Martin Landau is her father. He's like a very prolific actor. Look to be fair, you didn't know who John Ritter was either, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyone watch Yellow Jackets? Not to get off this episode. <laughs> More TV? Yeah. No, that's on show. Because um, the, the lead it. actress in that, uh, Melanie Lewinsky, I think her name is. She's married to John Ritter's son. Oh, okay. Jake, yeah. Jake Ritter, I think. She was yeah. just in Last of Us. Yes. That's Rose from Two and a Half Men. <laughs> Making a lot of connections. Yep. Right. I like her. Um, <laughs> so getting back to the episode, I'm I'm curious, and I, I want to make this point because I've made points like this before. The fact that a lot of these episodes um, are you know <laughs> metaphors for other things and whatnot, and um, you know it's the whole the original concept of the show was high school is hell, and you know the various things that they deal with. We've kind of talked about things like that before, and this one, the metaphor, if we didn't get it, I'm going to spell it out here, is high school girl sleeps with her boyfriend, and now he doesn't call me the next day. And that's basically almost word for word how Joss Whedon has described this multiple times. And for that reason, and for a variety of others, I'm going to kick it to Lisa, because she has a lot to say, I'm sure. Because she's changed, yes. Right. <laughs> or sex will ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. you know, like that was, even in the beginning of the episode, we see you know when Willow and... Buffy are talking about the potential maybe you don't know right in the beginning that's what they're talking about but that potential seizing of her, the day <laughs> right seizing the day and her there's know, a lot of double entendres in that right, conversation there's right. like but you can even tell then like she's afraid of doing this even though I mean it's been a while now that they know each other obviously they've been through a lot um, and you can tell there, there's even shame there and so when this happens and she sleeps with him and the very next day he disappears, he doesn't call her. He even says a line that says, um, I was pretending to love you. And it was it was just a very on point metaphor for I think how, how women feel, especially, you know, being shamed into thinking that they can't sleep with people, they can't make that decision because they're gonna be viewed differently. Even at one point Joyce goes to say to Buffy, You look different. Um, when she was walking up yeah. the stairs. Yeah, I down like she has the glow. Right, and so it's this idea that, um, you know, if you do that, that you have to feel ashamed or guilty. And, and also the fact that he's treating you that way and it's your fault. Right. Yeah. That was the yeah. biggest thing is, right. I did this to him. Right. No, you didn't. Right. You know, and, and but that's a big thing is, right. you know, she, and over and over well, again, that's... But I think, in, in all fairness, she feels that way, but I think, I could be wrong, maybe it's, you know, different genders and whatnot. I think they try at least to establish that it's not her fault. Oh no, Giles specifically says, it is not your right. fault. Right, that's that what I'm saying though. So not, like, yes, but with Jenny Calendar, Giles in her <clears throat> room, she said, was it me? And she said, I think so. Yeah, and Jenny's, says, Jen, so. and that's a, that's, and and that's a woman not, shaming another woman. But I don't for, think it was her saying, I think so, like you did this. I think it was that moment that he yeah, had. Yeah, right, and, 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 and that's a, I mean, and that's, and it's a good thing and a bad thing because that moment was enough to have changed his entire, it's it was, you know, it's a double like it's unfortunate because of like how it plays out, but it's like a double like you don't want to blame the woman like this is not your fault, but in this particular scene, because of how much like love was exuded and happiness in that particular moment, it was enough to break the curse. So it's like exuded. 
in the you know from 2000 forward it's 18 you know everything is 18 the fact that that they got away with this with the sensors and she was only 17 mm -hmm. would not have flown now because that is not an okay thing i'm surprised that they don't change it for and who did the math he's 15.1 years older than her no, times. 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 Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> 15. 15.1 15. times. Old. Years old. Yeah. So, okay, Lisa, what else you got? No, that, that was it. You know, just that, you know, women feel so, are, are ashamed and guilted into wanting to act on these feelings and act on these urges. And um, you could just really feel that. Like, I, I wasn't surprised when you said that Sarah Michelle Geller needed time to kind of compose herself. Because yeah. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is something that all women have felt after that moment with somebody, you know, when they were younger, um, I think we've all felt that same level of shame and guilt. Obviously, we didn't turn anyone evil, hopefully. But <laughs> but but still feeling that shame and guilt afterwards to be looked mind. at differently. Well, and, and like, you, you know, and especially the looked at differently, you know, because even, like, even Willow yeah. was like, oh, you know, like Willow immediately knew what had happened and was like, "Leave her alone." Like, oh, shut up. I loved yeah. that. I'm <laughs> yeah, not gonna they, lie, I yeah, loved that that she said. They were both talking in that scene, and like, that's when she came to that conclusion. She's like, "Well, I think I'm gonna do this," and Willow was like, "That's you know, well, you should do this. You should, you should do, do this. this if that's what you feel is right for you, right. then do it." Yeah. Right. right. But and then I'm sure that <clears throat> that Willow had the guilt from you know, I encouraged, encouraged yeah, like, I encouraged yeah. this, and you know, and that's and that's a hard thing, but. Again, the fact that Jenny was like, "Yeah, you did this," you know, like, you know, and and again, but it as was... she's talking to her uncle, she does say, like, had she known, you know, she would have told them. I would think if she knew what was the outcome would have been. The thing is, is that I, I mean, her first, her first thing is to her people, even though. So I, I do want to ask about that. We kind of mentioned it before. Um, what did we think about the? I know you had kind of said a little bit where you were like, well, now that puts a whole new spin on Jenny and, and Giles's relationship. But what do we think about this revelation of Jenny is actually basically a double agent for the, uh, the gypsies that were the ones that put the curse on? I feel like it was a few episodes ago, Bill, you had said something you were questioning something about the gypsy curse or whatever and I was like oh and I, in my mind I'm thinking just wait a few episodes just wait a few right. episodes it's not like James where he has to wait maybe some years for some things <laughs> Giles has to be devastating well yeah she was all in and, and yeah it turns out you know like he's got to be questioning like, yeah like how much of this was about me and yeah, yeah how uh, much of this was about me and just like James said she really was like you you went to this this is what you did as a kid 
and then she like left him and she needed time to a small degree well though. yeah but i think the fact that she left him and she needed time was the fact that she was possessed by a demon and she needed to deal with that i don't know it was as much what he did as how what happened to her physically you know what i mean which I, I, I get but at the same time your ancestor has been dead for she's been dead centuries and you're still holding on to this. Oh, yeah, also, you're have we, have we never yeah. had another favorite daughter? Like, she was the favorite how many years ago? Like, do we not have exactly. a new favorite that's daughter? That's, like, what saying, <laughs> that's what the uncle said. She's the favorite daughter. Your people, your people. Yeah, and, and also, I, and also the fact that... a living thing. thing. I yes, that, well, but yeah. I mean, but then again, there she's are... She's still going around being Jenny Calendar. I feel like to some degree, and like, as, as we've been talking about it, I feel like Giles should have done a little bit more research into Angel and this curse because of how close him and Buffy were. Well, yeah, he should have figured out, that you know. Marie was like a, a gypsy. Like, he, sh he kind of should have known that. Like, you're the, you're, you should be watching. But she's raising her hand excitedly. Pick me. <laughs> <laughs> so, in that thing when she's talking to the uncle and he says, or when Buffy says, curse him again, and she says, we can't. That's magic that's been lost. Mm -hmm. So, they don't know that. The, they don't know about the curse. There is nothing in writing of, of it. Of this yeah. curse because, so, oh, because they figure they took care of it. Ships that and well, and that also the fact, and also the fact that I think that it's interesting that that Angelus goes to him because he's worried that it's going to happen again because he knows that the that her mm -hmm. uncle is there and it's like, does he have the knowledge to be well, able to do this to yeah, me like again? He's cutting all ties, but. They don't have like and that's what Jenny says that that, that magic is long lost. It yeah. can't even but right. But other, again, realistically, on the other side of that, though, he's you know, cutting he's, all that. Yeah, off. he's making sure. <laughs> on the other side of that, though, you had said that they should have done research in. I mean, I want to say it was the season one episode, Angel. And then since then, like, we have had, that's how we know at this point how old he is. We know that he was evil. We know that he had a curse put on him. But, I mean. Why didn't, thinking, but, but, but why didn't we research more on the gypsies who did it? What because I'm, then we would have found... That would go Jenny. with what Manda said. One, people, the, the, a lot of the things are lost. But on the other hand, we have to remember this is, as you love to remind us, the late 1900s. And actually... What? Oh, you've never heard, you've never heard us use that phrase? This is the late 1900s. <laughs> Makes you feel even older, doesn't it? <laughs> um, and... Uh, <laughs> They when actually were you born? 96. One year before the series. Because <laughs> I didn't start watching it until after, so. So, uh, fun fact that we will get to. I want to say it's in season three. This is the first show to ever use, and I'll probably use it as a fantastic fact when we get there. This is the first show to ever use the phrase uh, Googling oh, on yes. television. I just watched that episode. Yeah. I've seen it so many times that I just go around different yeah. episodes. So this is actually the first, so that wasn't a thing. So in all reality, they couldn't, Giles could research as much as he wanted about the, the gypsies, but they're, use the Google. well, not only that, but how was he to know that there Jenny really Calendar wasn't really Jenny Calendar? Yeah. Cause you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no reason for him to suspect it. And there's no reason for him to suspect that they would have sent an agent, like a secret agent into their midst. Well, yeah, I mean, when you when you look back at what the res the research ability at that time, as opposed to now, is even later and, in the series, really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the fact that literally, let's go to the books because they didn't have the let's go to the phone, let's go to the computer. You know, I mean, they do go to the computer, 
more now, but still it was, you know, it wasn't the immediacy of information. Can we talk about the fact that they do this, he starts to get his soul back, all of a sudden he's got pants on, a shirt, and Thank he's crawling you. outside. Thank you. He and gets up like, naked and runs out with clothing on. Me. She literally was right there. Like, wh why would you do all this? I will say one thing that, like, struck me out, and I forgot to mention it and write it down. Can we address the fact that, like, she would, like, wake up if, like, she, she even heard sensed. Nothing. She heard if she even sensed or felt a presence was no, yeah. but but really we saw in the last, last episode, episode yeah. in Bad Eggs that she didn't because that thing was, was like all her over face. her face yeah. and she didn't wake up yeah. really. Yeah. But no, you're right because we pointed that out. It was that great she was asleep. But my my thing is she reached over and she's touching the pillow. First of all, he's cold, right? Like yeah. he's not warm. So right. Yeah. So the point is she. Well, I don't know what she's feeling for well, like warmth on the pillow. He's room temperature. <laughs> <laughs> If you know what I yeah. mean. Well, I was going to say something else that kind of bothered me, and I understand from a storytelling standpoint, storytelling standpoint, why they did that. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in the in the beginning of the episodes, they're both wearing white clothes the whole time, and then after she sleeps with him, they're both wearing black, black clothes. clothes. Yeah. And for him, I get that because now he is evil. And for Buffy, I understand it's supposed to be the symbolism of she's lost her innocence. Yeah. But I also hate the whole idea of like losing your virginity means losing your well, innocence. Well, yeah, but is it is it the losing your innocence or is it the guilt that she feels? Because I I took it more as she feels guilty. I thought of it more so like she was in like a mourning. You know, like oh, she, okay. you know, that's yeah. Different. But like I said, well, that's the same. You know, like she feels One bad, so the light. the dark. One side is dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I noticed that immediately just because, like I said, I think it's good, like symbolism. But, I mean, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I, just because the title of the the title of the episode is innocence. Yeah. So but I like I said, that was supposed to. But then again, innocence and guilt. Yeah. You know, so there's the you know it it's for everything that's going on. At least they didn't have her dressed in red. Yeah. Because they could have done that. That would have yeah. been that would have been shame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you put her in red and it's like shame. Yeah. You know? Like that was I would have liked her in red. Like it would have been like a phoenix. They should have like transitioned to like white like maybe like maybe so eventually. Emerged. You know, I I don't know because I don't remember. But you know, that would be the thing is when she's coming back to, you know, but yeah, I, I, I took it as more a guilt thing, you know, you that dark cloud, whatever. It was like the nineties Grimes was a thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she was very like it was very odd. Like they were both obviously wearing white. Yeah, it was supposed yeah. to be very like, yeah, like, like beautiful, like white dress. No pun intended, but angelic, virginal sort right. of thing. Yeah, right. yeah, but yeah, that's you know, I mean, even when she was when she was walking around, she was wearing the long white dress. Yeah, and you know everything else like that. But and then she's walking through the halls with the badass, you know, black. Right. Yeah. Again, I think I think some more so that was it was the. Her, herself, the guilt and the morning. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know if it was so much more guilt of like having sex with him, or if it was. I think it was more the, guilt the, the fact that it happened. Yes, to that him. it happened to him. Like he went from angel to angelus. Yeah, um, I think. I think. I don't think it's the guilt of having. I mean, it could be the guilt of having sex. I don't. I don't see. I don't think. But so. I, I. I. No. I. I think it's more the guilt of this happened because of me, you know, and and yeah. not. The fact that I feel guilty because we had sex. I think it's, I feel guilty because 
we had sex and this happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Um, but not just the, you know, feeling, you know, bad because they had sex. No, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that. Again, I think if it was that, they would have dressed her in red. You know? Um, I would have dressed her in red if I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if that was what I was going yeah. for to, to, to make yeah. her feel right. that, you know, like, because, I mean, the scarlet woman, the, right, right, you know, right. whatever, that that's the symbolism that you would get from that. Right. Sorry, Paul. No, no, I was just going to say, I'm, I was just, I was just curious if, because um, I know we, I've talked about it before, The as to, in my opinion, a lot of the podcasts are like a companion piece, right? Like we've just watched the episode. I would assume that people that are listening to this will have watched the episode or, you know, know the episode well enough to not have to <laughs> watch the episode. pointed at Amanda. <laughs> um, and so they can just listen to this as a, as a companion piece. But I'm just curious, like, did we... Was there anything plot-wise that we didn't really talk about? Um, I feel like we talked about the fact that we should have kind of run through some things in my head. We talked about the fact that like Drusilla is as much as she can be healed now because um, she's still crazy. As we talked about before. Um, Spike is not. He's he's in a wheelchair and and you know scarred and whatnot. It's still hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, we had the judge, and then we lost the judge. One thing I did want to point out that I saw on one of the one of the sites was the fact that um, in the middle of the factory, which is Spike and Drusilla's hideout, uh, when Angel and Buffy are about to get uh, like zapped by the judge, the giant thing falls and creates a hole in the floor. It's like a TV or something. Yeah, yeah. but then by the next episode, it's gone. They had they, 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 they have a great contract. Yeah, they <laughs> head into the sewer. They head into the sewers, and then that hole is never brought up ever again. Like by the, like I said, by by innocence that was gone. Like literally the next day. I was just thinking about something. So when they blew up the judge, um, and they had to gather the pieces and don't put any of the pieces together. One of my favorite like chuckle moments was Oz going arm. Like he didn't, he's not, I'm not touching it. I'm not, it's, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a piece over here. And you know, like they had, yeah. And they, but they, I mean, literally gather the pieces and Drusilla freaks out because it rained down on her. How are they going to keep all those little pieces? They're going to gather them and keep them all separated. You know what I mean? I, I think Drusilla was having a temper tantrum. Oh, I know. Cause she was, she was brushing the, she was, I think she was upset. Like that was well, a yeah, present. Yeah. But also, they ruined it. But also the fact that it landed all over her, you know, it's like, uh, uh, you know. One thing I, in that scene in, in the mall that I, I love, and I don't know, I'm sure at least you three have definitely noticed this. I don't know if you two have. Anytime we see Angel. That you three was the three girls the, who have Yes, I'm seen sorry. This. Sorry, yes. Yeah. I'm normally really good with that. It's in person. I'm not used to that part. Um, <laughs> the, the three who have watched the show other than myself versus the two who have not uh, uh, previously. Um, Pretty much any time we see Angel or Angelus in this case, um, anywhere that isn't like nighttime or a dark room or what have you, like when they go into that kind of centerpiece of the mall, it's bright lights and whatnot. They put like pale, super pale makeup on David Boreanaz, and I don't know if that necessarily comes through, but they clearly do that to show that like because he doesn't ever get sunlight, obviously, he's super pale. 
you know, and I'm saying that as probably the most pale person here, but, um, <laughs> you know, James D over there nodding. <laughs> um, I but, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know if that's something that you guys noticed, but that is something that I always chuckle at when I see it is the fact that they put on extra pale makeup on well, him. Well, you notice it more now too, and then they put like the eyeliner on him. Yeah. So like it makes it kind of, yeah, it's kind of more. Yeah, it makes any scene, because even when like they're like the dreaming and like she would like see him, like anytime he's under light in yeah. general, yeah. it's just like he's like, it, throw like that, that cartoon and just go poof and it's like powder. It's yeah. Washed, that, that's it. Washed out. Yeah. 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 It's very pasty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, you, because, years? wait, I'm sorry. You, you, you like him. Did you say pasty or tasty? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't have like a favorite character. I love the show in general. Like that's just how this, this yeah. is, get it. That, that, that's how I, I bring it like the same thing with the Xander and I, I see it now. As I listen to yeah. other podcasts, I see oh other stuff with Xander. I see other stuff with Angel, but I like to hear other people's opinions about it, but I just I love did, the show in general. I did so. want to bring up one thing. I know we're, we're backtracking, and I apologize. The birthday spanking joke. Uh-huh. I thought stuck. you were going to bring that up. It was yeah, so, I'm actually surprised you didn't. Because <laughs> I was thinking about what you were talking about with Oz. Like, he has such good comedic timing. He's not disrespectful. He's not sexist. Yep. And then you have Xander making all these jokes, and it's like he tries so hard, and it's just cringy it's, and I think that's just Xander's character. Like he's, he's Joss the, Whedon. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, well, because well, because he did, and so he actually you know, has said that, yeah, that it was supposed to be kind of like a representation of himself and the fact that he's in love with Buffy yeah. and the whole nine yard and, and, and the good thing is he doesn't get with her so that's you know yeah. spoiler alert but Xander does not get Buffy um I kind of think that yeah I, I would, well, anybody but Xander <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens after the show. Did you read the comments? No, she doesn't no, know I the comments. I have them, but I didn't read them. No, but now they said that I never watched them. <laughs> yeah. uh, Spoiler. Don't. I will not ruin my eyes with that. Yes. <laughs> um, but, no. Um, but, so I'm going to once again thank you for comparing him to me when she makes comments of he's super cringy and all of these things so he is a, i just honestly that's how i we talk about it i take yeah, it as like, like he's like younger brother. Uh, what 16 17 year old boy like that's well, what he's, I think uh, my, my I, I love his line when um him and cordelia are inside the armory and she's like you know, do you get excited when you see guns uh, yeah. and whatever? And he says, I'm a 17-year-old boy. I get excited when I see linoleum. You know? <laughs> that's that. Well, that's actually, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's one of, just in general, on, on shows that are willing to talk about that sort of thing, where it's the concept of, like, what does that for guys and I've seen plenty of shows and movies and stuff where they're like a good gust of wind will get that yes, going I agree there are like he definitely has some healthy issues when it comes to like Buffy and, and, and I get that but as the show goes on I think he kind of grows a little like he grows more he well yeah he matures yeah well yeah, yeah i mean we'll you'll have to have us so. on that episode that we were talking mm -hmm. about because we're gonna go which episode is it the one we season seven <laughs> we were talking about it last time but oh. it was yeah yeah the one with the talk and yeah yeah the one where, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, he he does, and I, but I I get it. I yeah. see. Yeah. I see your point. But I think I think to I think to Amanda's point though, one of the one of the good things is what was that? No, no, no. He just can watch the show by sitting over there listening to us. Well, making sure she doesn't say anything. Yes, right. Yeah, we all have to watch you, Amanda, when it comes to stuff. I don't know. I'm just like. I know. I'm so excited to talk about Buffy the people. I know. That's why we have to keep an eye on you to make sure you don't say anything. Well, last last so yes, she does. Hey, I got a Twitter. Last, <laughs> we're not there yet. Last, <laughs> well, last last time we were talking, and I said about the the secret that was coming up, and Paul's going, "Bill's still here," and I'm like, "No, no, no." Well, yeah, but I, again, you you thought it you meant you thought I know sorry, what you, I meant. Yeah, you meant the secret meaning we were all, all going, going to be, be in, in person and whatnot. Yeah. But I didn't know if Manda would mean, oh yeah, the secret of they sleep together yeah. and Angelus happens and whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Bill is still in the chat. Don't, don't say it. Yeah, Bill no. is still in the chat. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, we, we all have start. to. Reaching out to Amanda. <laughs> she doesn't answer messages. Yeah, she does. So yeah. she doesn't answer her phone. She doesn't answer Listen, messages. Uh, she, starting just... on Monday, I'll be working for the next four weeks every single day. So oh, I guess she also she, oh, she's also aware kid. that if she gives you any spoilers, she's not invited back. And I'm pretty sure she wants to be invited back. So. I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> to Call me. Message message Lisa. You know, we'll we'll talk to you about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we didn't really cover. We covered Jenny's secret identity. We covered the judge. We covered, obviously, Angelus and sort of the actual versus the subtext and metaphor. Um, obviously, we covered a lot of the differences, which I did like, and we, we kind of talked about it just now, and you talked about it before with the, with the Oz aspect, the differences of Xander versus Oz in comparison to their relationships with Willow and and Cordelia and whatnot. Um, and Can I you talk I, about all Cordelia's like lovely liners that she has. Such as? Such as when Xander says, I'm having an idea and she's like, oh great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, we hit a lower place. I love how Cordelia thinks something and then <clears throat> yes. it just comes no out. No filter. Yeah. No filter, yep. I did I, I did think it was funny and I feel like I heard almost everybody laugh when uh, they Buffy and, and they bust into the room and she does the happy birthday because she doesn't realize this other yes. thing that's been happening yes. over here. Um, and then I I'm and, and I then, know and then Oz goes, did he just poop? Yeah. Like, and I and I I'm, I, I know from from the the uh, Xander slander point of view oh, yes. it may not work. You said it first, dude. I'm running with it. I love that. Um, from that point of view, I understand why. It may not be the best line, but I did kind of like the the Xander saying, "Wear something trashy, er." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I did. I mean, I don't. She was wearing like a. Yeah, she wasn't wearing. Like she, she wasn't was wearing a cardigan on. Right, like, yeah. like I don't know. Just a garbage bag that would be trashy for you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but what she was wearing, like she, she was she was wearing a sweater. Oh yeah, she looked at, beautiful. Like, you know, at the at the at the school. <laughs> Even, but even when they went to the armory, she wasn't really trashy looking. She was wearing a coat. In the, I mean, that coat was horrible. But it was, <laughs> but it was the '90s. It was, you know, the it, late was, 1900s. it was on. It was on silver. It was on trend. Yeah, was she wearing a skirt or something, or was she wearing pants? Because if she's she going, wore, I think she was wearing pants. That's what I thought so too. Like, if you're gonna hurry up and need five minutes, you might want to wear something more accessible. Yep. 
What was that? No, she's like the, the plug of like silver jacket. I'm like they're sneaking into an armory base. It's dark out, and like you're like you're Supposed reflecting. Yeah, reflecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but then again, you know, Xander was like, yeah, we, you know, we need to to go in there. He's Give like, me I only need five, five minutes. minutes. Pretend I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretend you didn't. You know, I, I didn't actually say those words because you know. I love Cordy. I'm chips and dip girl. Yeah. Yeah. So I have so much cooking. Yeah. I'm chips and dip. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if we if there was anything that we didn't. So I, I, I'm I'm not asking you. You're exempt from this question, James. Um, what did we think about this concept of sort of, especially for this, meaning a two-parter? Did we like doing sort of both of them back to back, or do we feel like we're maybe? Because we're only we're an hour and a half recording right now as we as I say this, um, do we feel like we've covered both episodes fully, or I think so because yeah. because, because it was yeah right. because they all go together and you don't get to say James James, <laughs> James was, was raising, raising his, his hand, hand and uh, yeah he he always wants to do you, two episodes oh, so you together want to do two episodes at a time he wants I'm down. You know, he wants, he wants he wants to watch the whole thing, and Paul wants Paul's making him watch one at a time. It's for the integrity, and he knows this. It's for the integrity of the podcast. The fact that he's the first time viewer. I mean, you said Bill. Bill doesn't complain. <laughs> That's right. Bill does not complain. That's right. He drove three hours That's to be true. here, damn it. <laughs> you were late. You lived ten minutes on the road. <laughs> stuff going on. Yeah, I know, I know. Hey, you know what? We're all parents. We all have stuff going on. In my defense. I brought my stuff. <laughs> what y'all can't see is one of her children is in the room with us. Yes, one was here before. Yeah. Um but no, you know what were you what were you going to say, James? Because I, I know I was going to say like this, like watching them back to back, minus the technical difficulties. Yeah, um, I feel like it was just like one episode opposed to like that I watched like. And two. see, and that's that's the thing. That's why I wasn't sure. Like that was kind of why I wanted to do um, the "What's My Line" as sort of one to see if we liked that. Because obviously that was like two. That was like one episode. Just it just seemingly happened to be split as two, whereas this was arguably two episodes. You know what I mean? Monday night and then Tuesday night. I feel like, and I, I maybe I'm alone in this. I feel like if we had stopped right at the point of Angel or that at that point turning into Angelus, running out and you know screaming Buffy and whatever. Bite smoke. I f well, but even, that was even the beginning of the next one. I feel like if we had just stopped it there and talked about it, I th I'm not saying we couldn't have, you know, got you know an hour long conversation or whatever. But I feel like we could have said, okay, here's everything about that, and then do another one. Here's everything I about like innocence. Been like, a lot of like uh, if we if we broke it up, I feel like there'd have been like, a, oh well, since like in this in part two when we did that second podcast, there'd have been so much like re-referencing, right? Yeah, and which is like, which is yeah, that's so why I I'm, feel like it would it's. Good that we just did like all in just one shot because we need to just like see, take notes, or like just you know speak just as a whole, opposed to having to like go back. Yeah, but it, I mean, in all reality, like we've referenced uh, the episode Ted already. We've referenced the episode Bad Eggs, so it's not it's not unusual to do that with this. Yes, Manda, you're raising your yeah. hand. Um I know it's only 10.20 and I have nothing else to do. I'm probably going to go home and watch Buffy, so if anybody wants to watch it. <laughs> the next one is Passions. Very good. Yes. I'll probably go home and watch anime. Or maybe watch Lost. Or, or play what? God of War. I don't the know. My schedule is kind of... 
I think well, so. Well, yeah. more bills. But did we have anything else that we wanted to talk about with regards to the episodes, surprise and innocence? Um, I know there was a little, and I, I tried to put the kibosh to it, uh, a little bit of chatter uh, between the episodes and whatnot. Um, but I personally, I feel like we kind of covered damn near everything that we could. Um, I, again, I, I really liked the fact that whether it be during the episodes or, or even during the discussions and whatnot, the, um, and I'm not trying to single you folks out, but the, the parents kind of talking about, you know, different stuff and whatnot, um, the reactions to different things. Um, I know one of the things that we did talk about kind of while we were in it and in between was the fact that when, and I believe Manda, you had said this, when you watch it, not necessarily as a teenager, because you weren't a teenager when you watched it the first time, but when you watch it when you're, you know, younger, like 20s, you know, whatever, um, it's one thing because it's like, oh, it's sort of that thing, like you've, James, have said, like, you watched, you've watched Twilight and whatever, and so, like, there are people, especially at the time that that came out, where it's like, oh, this is love, this is romantic and whatnot, but then on the flip side of that, like Bill had said, like, she was 16 yesterday and you know he's 243 years old and now you know as we're all older it's like this is really creepy <laughs> well, because the first time that i watched it i was like that part where i'm from like the buffy perspective where i'm like she loves him he loves her their souls you know yeah and then now as an adult i'm like oh my god like as a mom of the yes like it's step it's away different. from the young person you, right. you know you, just, watch yeah. it in different and i yeah. watch it different like every time so yeah. every time that i watch it like yeah I, I see the difference and i see how it is with each male character yeah, and female character and, yeah right yeah again like i said about the fact that the, that she was only 17 wouldn't have wouldn't fly now with the with the sensors and everything else like that to be fair as we as we talked about um in the what's my line discussion where there was a a gun pulled out in the school and everybody just they were like freaked out but it's not nearly what it would be now in a in a post columbine world you know what i mean like clearly a lot of things were different in 1998 versus what they would be now in 2023 um but I feel like I said before, like we've kind of covered everything. Uh, as we sit here and record, it is getting later, and I know that some folks have uh, some travel to get back. So um, if we don't have anything else, I'm gonna kind of glance around the table. Anybody have anything in particular? No? Okay, so um, in order, I'm gonna once again say Ruth, Manda, Lisa, Bill, James, let them know where they can find you all around the internet. Okay, so I'm on Facebook, um, my name, or just plain crazy face art. I'm on Facebook too. Okay. Wait, backing up. And, and I have Twitter now, which I did have Twitter, but I just made another one. But you can find me at Liam's Last 924. Which and, and, and my, my name at Liam's is, Last is all the time. And my name is Ruth Casey because I realized that we did that and I went, oh, wait, they can't see us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Manda who said Liam's Last. Go ahead. Lisa. And I'm Lisa, and you can find me at Vibola Dudley on Twitter. Uh, Bill Cava, I'm Bill Cava on Facebook and Bagels and Places on Instagram. Uh, Jameson Taylor across Facebook and Instagram, and then Jamerson 496 on TikTok, and BLKBAST29 on Twitch. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, JPGRB. 
uh, for me, your voice of choice, Paul Casey from Clock Shelves Entertainment. Speaking of Clock Shelves Entertainment, you can find more about all of us, including uh, myself and the folks that were on here, various folks that uh, unfortunately couldn't necessarily make the episode today, um, and a whole lot of other things that we are doing. That's uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Clock Shelves, that's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. Um, I would love to thank all of you for being here. I feel like um, every so often, obviously I know it's a little out of the way for some of you, but I feel like we might have to do this again at some point, um, maybe when there's another you know, super big episode. Like I feel like this was, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like this was definitely a big enough episode to kind of do an in-person thing, right? I, look, what's my line? I was kind of thinking, you know, oh, Kendra, the vampire slayer, whatever, but I really felt like this with you know, Buffy you know, losing her virginity and, and jealous and all of those things, I felt like this was a big enough episode to sort of warrant um, uh, an in-person uh, thing, so maybe the next time something like that comes along, uh, if we're all willing, or any of us really are willing to uh, do that, um, I think we'll have to do something like this again. Yes, Ruth? You can cut this if you want to, but can we give a shout out to the yes. amazing host? Yes. Um, we would not be able to do this uh, in person if it weren't for uh, Happy Pizza. If you're ever in our neck of the woods, come check them out. They have, uh, they make fantastic food. We got New Yorkers here who admitted that Pennsylvania pizza is good. So <laughs> and they had and they had pogosh for the first yes, time, which was, uh, Happy Pizza really has the really best good. pogosh in in Wyoming Valley. So so if you are in the area, definitely check them out. Um, they, they were fantastic hosts for us tonight, and they were gracious enough to let us come and, and do this in person, especially the fact that I wasn't even 100% sure how this was going to go, <laughs> so um, I think it went really well. Uh, obviously, there may have been some background noise, things like that. I feel like I'm going to have to, as I've been watching both, I have two screens going here, and I'm going to have to adjust some audio levels a little bit, but not too much, because... I feel like everything went pretty well, you know, all things considered. Um, so I once again want to thank you all for being here in person. I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank Happy Pizza and everyone that has been involved in the podcast so far, uh, whether it be being on, listening, all of that. This is 25 years of Buffy that we're celebrating, and I finally got to do it in person with some really amazing people. So thank you all. Thank you all for, lis for listening, and I really hope that you had a fang-tastic time. Take care, everybody. Thank you.